This is the one minute how-to, item 530, how to publish a book using Blurb. Hello everyone, this is George, your host. It's only been in the recent past where it's been possible to create a quality photographic book without having to go through a publisher. I recently completed my book, The Extras, through Blurb, and I'll explain the reason for that decision as there are numerous companies that'll do an excellent job. Blurb offered a quality photographic paper with a matte finish, which I felt was essential for the photographs I was offering, so that was a big plus. They also make the book available on their website, which meant that I didn't need to buy a bunch of them and then hope to sell them just to recover my costs. Blurb also lets me decide how much I want to make with each purchase, and well, since this isn't really a money-making opportunity for me, I decided that that amount would be $1. So your requirements may be different, in which case it might make sense for you to select another publisher. But as I used Blurb, I'll offer you a few pointers. And remember that these apply to someone offering primarily a photographic book. There are a couple of technical things to start the explanation, and if you don't understand these things, then I'll have links in the show notes where you can get an explanation, as they really are important. So, here we go. I had read about highlights being blown out with Blurb, but there are two things that can be done to keep that from happening. The first is to make sure that the program you're using to prepare your images is working in the sRGB color space, as that is what Blurb is expecting. Perhaps more important is to use 8 to 247 as the output limits on your histogram. This will keep things within their limits. Think long and hard about the final width and height of your book. Once you've made your decision, there is no going back. If you're going to have a fair amount of text in your book, which was my case, it's best to have it pretty much set before inserting it into their software, which can be a little buggy if you're going to use it as a word processor. Finally, sit back and watch the tutorials Blurb has on their website. You shouldn't be in a hurry to get this done. I'm the type of person who continually goes back and tinkers with what I've already done as I want things to be as good as they possibly can be. This is all well and good, but I found that sometimes Blurb would force two columns of text into a single column, mysteriously left justify something that should be centered, and generally complain when I made too many changes. If I had locked in the text I decided for the book before getting started, I would have had a bit less frustration. Now, don't get me wrong, I do recommend using their service, but that was a nit that I'll avoid next time around. And if you'd like to know about the book, it's called The Extras, which is a photographic project on which I've been working for the past couple of years. The Extras refers to the extras in the movie of my life, the people with whom I don't interact and who don't form the plot, but are still an essential element in the story. The story contains about 20 images that comprise the portfolio, and after presenting them, I include a section where I tell a short story about each of these people I don't know, and then I offer a spoiler, which talks about how I came to actually releasing the shutter. 
The book finishes with a section called Cutting Room Floor, which which are those images I liked but didn't fit within the scope of the project. And in explanation of the bromoil process, the time-consuming, labor-intensive process I used to create each print. I'm really proud of the book. You can view the book on Blurb or download a free PDF of the book at georgesmith.com. And that's, of course, S-M-Y-T-H. But no worries, there will be links to all of this at OneMinuteHowTo.com.